It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 29th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Happy to be with you here on a Monday. A Monday after the Magic, get the doors blown open a little bit against the Milwaukee Bucks, sitting at 2-4. and four. Some big questions are starting to arise about this team. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD as we begin to dive into some of these questions. I'll talk a little bit about where I think this team needs to go because we're talking about, again, some very basic things, or not, if not basic, then some things that need to become assumed if the Magic are to begin the growth and development that they need to make. So we'll recap the game against the Milwaukee Bucks, talk a little bit about that, and then I'll talk a little bit about the direction that this team needs to take as they get ready for Tuesday's game against the Sacramento Kings and, of course, beyond then. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you that you can check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them all by searching iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for, just like there is a podcast covering the Orlando Magic. With so much detail, it's annoying. There's a podcast covering every team in the NBA with that kind of detail. You can check out Locked On Kings to get a preview of the Sacramento Kings. Locked On NBA has the uh, pers- national perspective on the NBA. And now, Locked On NBA Network is on Instagram. Check out Locked On NBA Net on Instagram, uh, or search for Locked On NBA, to follow all the podcasts, to be- get the best of the podcasts on the Instagram account. Definitely a great way to stay up to date on what is going on around the league. But the Orlando Magic made their first trip up to the Fiserv Forum in Milwaukee, the brand new building there in downtown Milwaukee, to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. And look, you know, we know who the Magic are. You know, yeah, they beat the Boston Celtics and had a really good game, played really out of their minds in that game defensively especially. Um, but, but we kind of know what the expectations are for the Magic. Um, and we know what the expectations are for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks sitting at 6-0 are a really, really good team. The Magic sitting at 2-3, and three, now 2-4 and four after the loss on Saturday. They're still figuring things out. And so really good teams are consistent. They know who they are. They're a little bit more together. They're, as maybe Steve Clifford would put it, more organized. Developing, rebuilding teams like the Magic, inconsistent to say the least. And We've seen a lot of that inconsistency throughout the year so so far. We've seen the team look really strong defensively one day, look really bad the next day. And and really, it's it's tough to tell what you're going to get from a game-to-game basis on, on both ends of the floor, to be perfectly honest. Um, the one thing that you hope for, and I'll address this a little bit later on, the one thing that you hope for is that you compete, that you play hard, that, that you just give yourself a chance um, to play. And if that devastating run comes, that devastating run comes. Saturday, the Magic... I don't want to say they didn't compete, but but they definitely continued to let go of the rope a lot sooner than you want to see them let go of the rope. They, Or at the very least, they don't look as organized as they need to be. Again, using a, a, Clifford, a Cliffordism uh, and parlance. Um, it's not about the offense right now. 
Yes, the Magic had a horrid offensive performance. Um, the Magic shooting just 32.7% from the floor, 33 for 101. I mean, we'll go through the stats. They're not pretty. Shooting 10 of 43 from beyond the arc, 43 and, and a team record for three-point attempts. But seeing guys like Evan Fournier shoot 1 for 6, Aaron Gordon 0 for 6, um, DJ Augustin 3 for 8, Terrence Ross 1 for 7. It was an uncharacteristically bad shooting night. And, and I would say offensively, Orlando got decent looks. I would have liked to see them work to get better looks. Um, it felt like they were, and I think this is a general problem we see with the Magic when their offense struggles, they tend to settle. Settle on tough jumpers or, or settle for the first good shot rather than getting the next great shot. And again, struggling to get to the line, struggling to get to the basket, although Orlando did shoot 17 free throws in this game. Orlando did some good things offensively. 11 offensive rebounds. I, 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 I know everyone is worried about this team's offense, but this isn't an offensive team. This isn't That's not going to be the backbone for this team. You can develop offense. Um, that's not the concern right now. The concern is the defense. That's the thing that this whole team is built upon. Whether you like it or not, whether you think that's a, a viable style or not, or whether you think that fits this personnel or not, maybe nothing fits this personnel, but defense is the foundation for what the Magic want to be. And early on, the Magic looked fine defensively. I thought Aaron Gordon was very active. I thought Jonathan Isaac especially was very active defensively. I thought the Magic were pretty engaged and focused and tight defensively early on, and that helped them get stake an early lead. Um, helped them get some easy baskets. Uh, Aaron Gordon only made three shots on this game. One of them was a nice alley-oop dunk from Jonathan Isaac off of a steal. That's what that's a lo- that's how some of the Magic offense needs to be created. They need to create mismatches in secondary break tr- situations. But that didn't last, and it didn't last at all. Milwaukee shooting fifty percent for the game, only ten of thirty from beyond the arc. 21 of 23 from the foul line, Milwaukee started to get into the lane and do really whatever they wanted. It wasn't just Giannis Antetokounmpo who had a good game, 21, 10 rebounds, success. It was far from Justin. Actually, that was, sorry, that was Arsano Yasova's stat line. Uh, Arsano Yasova's plus minus. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 21 points, 7 rebounds, just 1 assist, 4 turnovers. Magic let him get close to the basket, let him do a lot of things that Giannis does, but they kind of kept him in check. It wasn't him that they worried about. It was Chris Middleton. It was Eric Bledsoe. It was uh, Malcolm... It wasn't even Eric Bledsoe. It was Malcolm Brogdon. It was Dante DiVincenzo coming off the bench. It was Pat Connaughton. It was the energy guys getting cuts, moving without the basketball, and really stretching the Magic defense thin. And, And Orlando just could not find an answer, could not find a way to get stops and slow them down. Milwaukee did whatever they wanted against Orlando. Just really whatever they wanted. And it wasn't a matter of the Magic not getting good looks on the offensive end. If if they made some shots, they might have been able to keep pace. But this game was a blowout because the Magic defense just was too loose. Just like against Portland where Damian Lillard was rounding the corner and getting all the the way to the lane and not being directed where the team needs him to go, Milwaukee set screens and there's a lack of communication or a lack of fight or whatever you want to call it. They got to the basket. They got into the paint. They did whatever they wanted. And so the issue for the Magic right now is solely 
maybe not solely, but the issue that they need to focus on is on the defensive end. Because yes, as I said after Thursday's game, the margin for error is very small. Orlando doesn't have the ability or the luxury of having a guy who's going to drop X amount of points and bail them out. They don't have the luxury of a guy, not yet at least, who's going to block shots and protect the rim and, and just keep everything on lockdown in the paint. So they've got to be on point. And if they're not on point, not fully, they got to be willing to fight and make the second and third efforts it takes to be strong defensively. If you give up an open three because you're flying to the basketball trying to create passes like they were Monday night against Boston, then so be it. The Celtics got a lot of open looks in that game that the Magic won Monday night. But Orlando's defense was so good, so on point, that it hurried them a little bit. And they missed a lot of those open looks. Some of that happened to Orlando in this game, where the Bucks' defense was really good and good enough to force Orlando into a lot of misses. So, you know, I don't think the Magic are as bad as the 111 or 113 to 91 final would suggest. Milwaukee led by as much as 31 points in this game, though. They took it to Orlando. And, and, and I think Clifford said, you know, they got it down to 15 in the third quarter. There was hovering around 15, and, and he said that was manageable. But then they burned off 11 unanswered to end the quarter, or 11 unanswered toward the end of the quarter, when the Magic got their defense kind of under control. It was only 28-17 in the third quarter. And from that point on, it was, it was a rout. Again, Orlando's margin for error is so small. They can't afford to fall behind by a whole lot. They can't afford to be loose defensively for many possessions in a row. They've got to be committed to what they're doing. And of course, Milwaukee did a good job running it back at the Magic when they missed shots, although only 10 fast break points. Milwaukee turned the ball over a lot. They gave them every opportunity to hang around, 21 turnovers. So Orlando's got to make shots, yes. That was a big part of this game. It's It absolutely was when you're shooting 32.7% and you outshoot the other team 101-82. to It was just it was offensive rebounds and turnovers gave Orlando opportunities to stay in this game. But Orlando's not going to win many games where they give up 113 points. That's the bottom line, too. Um, when, they, when the Magic score 113, they need to win. They've already lost two of those games. And that's the big concern. That's the big concern. That Orlando's defense just isn't tight enough to give them chances at real success. And that's something that they've got to work on. It's not something that was going to happen overnight, and we've seen flashes of it. And I think, you know, like last year and years before, that's the disappointing part, is we know the Magic can play at that high level. They just can't do it every night for some reason. And I think that's the big mystery, and that's the big task that Steve Clifford has ahead of him. But really, I don't think that's on Clifford. And I'll explain why in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's run through the final box score, though, before we move on. Not a lot to say. Nikola Vucevic leading the way with 16 points, 7 for 10, shooting 9 rebounds. 
three turnovers for him. You know, I'm gonna say it again. I think I say this every time. Typical Nikola Vucevic game. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to harp on him too much. I thought his defense was overall fine. Um, but you know, again, we know his limitations at this point. We know we know what he can and cannot do. And it feels like with with the way the Magic's guards are playing, uh, both DJ Augustin and Evan Fournier, they're asking Vucevic to do more than he's capable of doing, and that's putting him and the defense in a really rough spot. Evan Fournier really struggling in this game as well. 10 points, 4 for 12 shooting, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc. You'll notice a lot of bad shooting nights. Let's just go through them all. Jonathan Isaac, 2 points, 0 for 6 shooting, 0 for 3 from beyond the arc. Um, I, I think I've been saying this to people who are like, why aren't the Magic running more plays for Isaac? Why is he only getting 6 shots? Be patient with Isaac. I will say that even though he missed those 6 shots, I thought he played really well. Um obviously production matters so you know you don't want to say he played extremely well and I would I would say I would guarantee that he didn't think he played particularly well um but his energy on defense is noticeable on a team that that's kind of lacking and while he still makes mistakes on that end he's able to recover and and again second efforts matter defense is about effort if you're willing to make second and third efforts to get stops you will find success even if you make mistakes Isaac always seems willing to make that second effort and so I I noticed that this game I appreciate that about him and honestly, the shots that he's taking are shots I'm confident that he can make. Uh, and um, if and right now he's taking them, he's willing to take them, and that wasn't always the case. Certainly, that wasn't always the case. Um, I don't think the shots that he's taking now and confidently taking, even if he's missing, um, which again I think this game was really an aberration for a lot of players. Um, but the shots that he's taking now and confidently taking or shots that he would not take last year. So I think that is an important step. And, and like I've said about Isaac and Bamba, take it step by step. Isaac's now in the starting lineup. Good good step. He's taking shots confidently. Good step. Next step is to attack aggressively when he has the ball. Look, look a little bit more for his offense. That's a big step. And once he hits that step, then I think we'll see Steve Clifford start running plays for him. Um, so uh, Isaac, to me, is on track. He's doing exactly what he needs to do. And, you know, even though he didn't make a shot in this game, I was I was pretty happy um, with how he played, you know, minus the production. The production piece has got to come. There's no doubt about it. It's about wins. It's still about production. Um, but I, I, I like the direction that Isaac is headed. DJ Augustin scored 11 points, 4 for 9 shooting, 3 for 8 from beyond the arc. Again, with Augustin, a lot of it's going to be making shots. Um, I, I don't think the point guard problem was as big in this game as others, but it is certainly noticeable. Um, you know, we're not ducking it. We're not getting around it. The point guard problem is a big one for the Orlando Magic. Just no doubt about it. Um, but the bench really struggling doesn't help either. Jonathan Simmons scores 10 points, but on 3 for 10 shooting. Terrence Ross, who's been playing really well, 7 points on 3 for 12 shooting, 1 for 7 from beyond the arc. Jaron Grant, 5 points, 2 for 7 shooting. Just not a lot going on from the Magic's roster. All ten, all what nine of the main rotation players um, with a negative plus minus. That's expected a blowout. Uh, only player that played more than 10 minutes to have a, a positive plus minus is Wesawundu at plus zero. So Magic got worked all game long. They struggled defensively. They struggled with their shot. The result was as expected. The Milwaukee Bucks defeating the Orlando Magic 113-91 at the Pfizer Forum. Flush it away. Move on. Tuesday is a new day as the Magic take on the Sacramento Kings. 
And with the Magic taking on the Kings, of course, they'll be at the Amway Center once again. And, you know, Marvin Bagley, you know, I ragged on him a lot during the draft process. I think I was a never Bagley guy when the Magic were up to pick um, with the off chance that he fell to Orlando. He ended up going to Sacramento at number two. Um, and, you know, I, I I was very skeptical of, of A, how he fit with the Magic, and B, what he could do with the team. But, but you know, I, I would I watched a little more tape of him closer to the draft. I said, you know, he's a very gifted offensive player. There's no doubt about it. He's going to be very, very, very good on that end. I had questions about his defense. So far in this pre in this rookie campaign, he has looked very good. I have to say, um, defense is still still a work in progress, but he is certainly a better fit for the NBA game than he ever was the college game. If you want to see me continue to eat my words, you want to see Marvin Bagley. The only chance we will get to see Marvin Bagley, you got to get to the game at the Amway Center on Tuesday night, and you know it, it won't be a sellout. But the best prices for tickets, of course, are all on Vivid Seats. Whether it's seeing your favorite band in person or being in the crowd to cheer on the Orlando Magic. With Vivid Seats, you can attend that show, that concert, that sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Of course, we're only a few short weeks away. November 17th, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers make their only trip to the Amway Center. I can, even with UCF playing Cincinnati at Spectrum Stadium that day, time to be determined, I can guarantee that game is going to sell out. So if you want to see LeBron James... The only trip he'll make to the Amway Center this year. If you want to see him play, Vivid Seats is probably your best bet to get the best price to go see that game. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And, you know, it, the last few games, I feel like I've really harped on both online and, and here on the podcast, this idea of keeping that focus and that intensity and, and that attention to detail that is necessary for this team to be successful. We are still in the infancy stage. Um, I know, I, I'm sure a lot of people wanted to see the Magic get out to the same kind of hot start that they did last year and, and maybe come back to the pack. But that's not really how Steve Clifford coaches. Uh, he's, he's said this multiple times, in fact, already this year. His goal is for the team to get better as the year progresses. And 
with a new coach, a new system, you know, a lot of new things, there's going to be some hiccups. And so, sitting at two and four, the Magic's first six games were going to be really tough. To be two and four isn't the end of the world. The Magic are not losing touch with the Eastern Conference playoff race. You know, they're not in the Cleveland Cavaliers situation where, you know, they're 0-6 and and they just fired their coach. They're where they need to be. They're probably where we expected them to be on paper. Now, the reality is when you look at them and you watch them, a lot of alarms are raising. I'm not going to say the team is playing without effort. I think they're trying plenty hard. But, like I said, there is that margin for error that is very small that they have to overcome. And so it takes a lot of intensity and a lot of focus to be to play at a high level, to give yourself a chance to win these games. And so already Orlando's taken a few blowouts. They've trailed by double digits in every game but that Boston game they led wire to wire. They've lost a game by 30. They've trailed now in two games by 30. And so all these familiar tropes about the Magic over the last three years especially, all these familiar tropes are beginning to arise again. Where you have to ask the serious question, what's really changed? Sure, there's a new coach, but the roster's still very similar. And I think we all know that, yes, there's, there's, there's still roster churning to do. Now is probably not the time to do it for various reasons. Mostly because there's really not a trade market available right now. But really, then the question is, how do you make the best with what you've got? I, I see this debate all the time on the Magic subreddit page and among Magic fans and, and conversations I've had on Twitter where everyone's like, yeah, Nikola Vucevic is our leading scorer. This team's not going anywhere. It's probably time to move on from Vooch. And that assessment's completely true, honestly. But that's not going to help the Magic get better tomorrow. It's not going to help the Magic win their game Tuesday. So the question is always, how do you get the most of what you've got? And right now, this team focusing and playing at a high level. It's not about scheme. It's not about tweaking the scheme. We know the scheme works. We know they can play it. It's about that piece that's been missing for the last five years. That accountability piece that coaches talk about, that players talk about, that finally really needs some action. That's the piece Orlando has to get down right now. They can't let these bad habits sneak in. They can't let another season get lost so early. There's still so much to play for. And you want to nip these problems in the bud now. The coaches can only do so much, especially because they're so new. The trust isn't there yet. The trust is still growing. But like I think I said last year, early success cements trust. You look at Milwaukee. They've got a new coach. 
they're winning games. You can feel that they're on another level than Orlando. And it wasn't just talent. They knew what they wanted to do. They experienced that success. So if I'm the Orlando Magic right now, I'm not worried about the scheme or anything else. I'm worried about my individual effort. Because you can make mistakes and recover. And right now, the Magic are struggling to do that. And so right now, I think it's imperative that this team's leadership on the court set a standard and take responsibility for this team. That's not to dominate the ball. That's not to score more. That's to give that extra effort, that extra bit that this team is lacking. And honestly, that falls on the three captains. Evan Forney, Nikola Vucevic, and Aaron Gordon. Arguably, unarguably, the three best players on the team. And, you know, Vucevic isn't a fiery guy. Aaron is still figuring himself out. And Evan is, you know, in a shooting slump. So it's tough. But those are the three guys this team needs to turn to for success, to to carry them a little bit. And those are the three guys that most need to set the example, set the bar, demand accountability on this roster. And again, it might be fair to say, that's where this team is still lacking a little bit. That they don't have the kind of strong leadership that demands excellence, demands a standard. Maybe some of it is because they're still trying to understand the standard themselves. But this early point in the season, they need to set the tone. And you could point to each one of them and and, and say where they've slipped. Aaron Gordon is playing well, is playing better defensively. But his rebounding has dropped off. The effort that he had in those first two or three games that really set a tone for how the team wanted to play defensively has begun to evaporate a little bit. And he's fallen into some of the old habits that kind of sullied the end of his season last year. Evan Fournier is struggling to make outside shots. While he's passing the ball a lot better and being a better distributor, defensively he still leaves a lot lot, lot to be desired. And of course, Nikola Vucevic is really at the center of attention for a lot of focus for the team. And while he's played very, very well on the offensive end, has been a catalyst and, and a guy that they can play through, certainly defensively he's had his inconsistencies on setting the angles that he needs to set and kind of containing ball handlers the way he needs to contain them. Part of the problem with this Magic team is is neither of those three guys are game changers on either end of the floor. And so, yeah, it's sometimes hard to set the example. But you can see it in effort, too. And that second effort. Those first few games, Vucevic was making some great efforts defensively. Save for that stretch with Kemba Walker. Right now, I watch the games and Terrence Ross is making the most second efforts on this team. He's the one diving into the stands to save loose balls. 
It's stuff like that. It's the little things like that. The sacrifice, getting on the floor for a loose ball, um, you know, coming back for a, a block shot, chasing down a fast break and trying to stop it. It's those things that raise everyone's game up a level, energizes everyone. And right now, I'm not feeling the energy from the Magic's three captains. They're producing, they're kind of playing their games like they always have. But that's clearly not enough. Not for this team to succeed. They need to do, they need to give a little bit more. They're the leaders. And if they do, if they do that, if they set the tone, they set the example, others will follow. And that's important at this stage of the season. The Magic aren't giving up on anything yet. There's still a long way to go. There's still a lot of growth to be had. There's a lot of habits to learn. And it takes a while to break bad habits. It takes a, lot, takes a while to gain new habits. But more than anyone, Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, and Aaron Gordon should be able to recognize when bad habits are sneaking in. And while maybe they don't have the grasp on what it truly takes to win yet and what habits they need to have, they need to know, they should know, when bad habits are sneaking in. And they should know how to raise their games up a level to stop those bad habits from doubling down and snowballing. And at this stage... I don't know if the Magic are quite there yet. And that's why things feel so familiar right now. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at OMagicDaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. We'll see you again tomorrow. We'll preview the Magic's game against the Sacramento Kings. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.